This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate, live in the studios here This in from Palm Springs, California. You're listening to Tate Talks. This is Sunday, February 16th. Thanks, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here, to learn from us, and to share with Alexandra and myself and my amazing guest who I'm going to introduce right now. Uh, we're here every Sunday, noon to 2, to kind of bring health and wellness to you, to inspire you and educate you and share with you some of the best that's out there and available today, distilled, concentrated (laughs) in its juice form. No, (laughs) right. And brought to you every week. Uh, A lot of what we talk about here on the show is centered around functional medicine and around what I've learned becoming a functional medicine certified health coach. And I just have to start right now before I introduce my guest with a huge amount of gratitude in who I am today has so much to do with the fact that this woman exists, that she's alive and that she has followed her passion and done what she is called to do. And so I'm tremendously grateful and excited to introduce my guests for the show today. Mm, We're grateful too. Yes. So she is the founder and CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, which is a collaboration with the Institute for Functional Medicine. My guest is a leader in the field of health coaching education. She's a licensed clinical psychologist for the past 35 years with an expert in blending relaxation techniques and cognitive behavior therapy. She's taught physiology, I'm sorry, she's taught psychology of eating and mind-body medicine courses and has run clinics for treating attention deficit disorders, panic, and anxiety. She's the author of Functional Medicine Coaching, Stop Panic Attacks in 10 Easy Steps, and how to give clients the skills to stop panic attacks, those three books. I am so honored and pleased and proud to introduce you and speak with you and have you on the show today, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum. Well, thank you for that great introduction. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And thanks for taking time out of your day to share this time with me and to spread the wealth, right? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. So as a licensed clinical psychologist for over 35 years, what trends have you seen emerge with the population uh, centered around mental health? What are some trends? Well, when I started, which was way, way back in the late 70s, uh, I was entering a field that was dominated by this notion that you have something wrong with you and that you neither need need drugs or medication, uh, psychotherapy, for often for life. And uh, in many respects, that has continued. There are still many people who practice this way in the field of mental health. But early on, I specialized in this field called mind-body medicine. 
So this was the notion, which was actually quite radical in the 70s and 80s, this idea that your mind and body actually talked to each other and influenced each other in both directions. Like, who knew uh, (laughs) that um, they traveled together? And so what I have seen over the years and have been very delighted to see that this is becoming more and more widely accepted. So we have better research studies now. We have great state-of-the-art imaging technologies where we can actually see changes to the brain, new neural pathways being formed every Mm -hmm. time you practice slow, deep belly breathing, for Mm -hmm. example, or Mm -hmm. every time you engage in some other type of relaxation technique. Uh, So that's been one change. And then the other is... um, In the field of psychology, there's been a growth in this area that's called positive psychology, which is really the scientific study of what is right with you. And so that is a new movement within psychotherapy, but it's also expanding into education, into leadership development. And so that's really exciting to see. Thank you so much for sharing that amazing insight into those those beautiful concepts of psychology and then also our emotions as well. I I don't know if you know this, but I did do uh, the Centers for Mind-Body Medicine. I've been to three advanced mind-body medicine trainings, and I just love the work of mind-body medicine and that positive psychology and, of course, what I've learned from the FMCA as well. So thank you so much for incorporating that into the health coaching process. They're very, very important, crucial elements that are really the keys to well-being. And what's great is when you're integrating these, so they're not in isolation. It's not like you would say to yourself, oh, I'm going to um, practice relaxation without pairing that with, well, what are you thinking about? How can you change your thoughts? How can you uh, reframe your emotions? How can you utilize a strength that you have within you that is what will bring you to a greater degree of physiological relaxation right yeah beautiful well said (laughs) you've been doing this before (laughs) what do you believe are some of the greatest stressors affecting people today well I think that we tend to uh, upset ourselves in other words so a a stressor there are many many stressors in fact they're infinite. We right. would be here for for days naming. <laughs> we could think of everything that could possibly be yeah. a stressor. Uh, so it could be a natural disaster. It could be um, a every day we pick up the newspaper or we turn on television or listen to the radio and there's something about uh, the coronavirus. There's something about um, something that is going on that, you know, it potentially these things could happen. Um, but we would be unable to move. In fact, there are people who are incapacitated to the right. point where they can't leave their homes because they are so fearful. So we uh, have a way of really focusing on what we can control. So there are certain we do the best we can to control what's outside of our control. Uh, we can take preventive measures. We can boost our immune system, for example, if we want to um, stay physically healthy. 
uh, with certain supplements, certain ways of eating. But a lot of it, it's like the, the, the idea is you control what you can and you let go of what you can't control. And what does that mean? It means a process that is going on within the way in your head, in your thinking. Mm -hmm, So you mm -hmm. let go of making everything a catastrophe, saying what if. So um, I think that, so there's those external stressors. Um, And then there's, we self-impose demands. So often that is tied into a need to be liked, a need to avoid negative feelings of being embarrassed or making mistakes or hurting somebody, disappointing somebody. And so we then tend to have those as stressors build up. So uh, it might be that we have to maintain a certain image on our social media accounts, or we may have certain demands that we place even within the health and wellness world. Just practicing self-care, well, for many people, that's really stressful. I don't have enough time within the day um, to rigidly adhere to everything that I might be learning that I should be doing. Uh, You know, sometimes uh, (laughs) just to take care of just oral hygiene, just brushing your teeth and and doing all that. I mean, that could take like, you know, I uh, what would if you went to your dentist or um, periodontist and they talk about like what they might recommend. Well, just that alone, you've knocked out like 15, yeah. 20 minutes for, um, you know, all that they would recommend. And then wow. even taking supplements um, right. and the process of um, I'm going on a trip and uh, just I, packing the supplements is taking like a half hour to make sure I've got all of them. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed thinking about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but you hit the nail on the head, right? With thinking about what, what can I control, right? And what's out of my control. And to be able to know the difference between those two, uh, which is actually when I teach yoga to my high school students, I close my yoga practice with that mantra with them. And so we're sitting up and we have our arms out and we breathe in and put our hands together and then down through the center of our body. And I have them bring it down above their belly button. And I say, may have the strength to accept the things I cannot change. And then they bring their hands up to their hearts And I say, may I have the courage to change the things I can. And then we bring our hands up to between our eyes, our third eye chakra. And I say, may I have the wisdom to know the difference. And they all repeat after me. And it's kind of this way to just kind of go into our lives, just like you described, changing what you can, accepting what you cannot, and the ability and wisdom to know the difference between those two. And I think that is such an important aspect of our daily life. It's crucial, and often it involves stopping, pausing, and really going through the process of uh, deconstructing. And say what I, uh, when I was working as a psychologist, I would have people stop and analyze and and ask themselves, hey, what tense am I in? Is this happening right Mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. So if you're afraid, you know, what if something happens? Well, it could hypothetically happen. Um, So it's not happening in the moment. Uh, So many people, for example, with fear of driving and they're afraid of getting in an accident or um, I remember driving in uh, Chicago, you know, during a snowstorm and uh, being very anxious about those 
bad weather conditions. But I had to keep repeating, at this very moment, my car is staying in its lane, and I'm not skidding, I'm yes. not, you know, uh, getting into an accident. So That's it's good. moment by moment. Where's yeah. the evidence that anything bad is happening now? And then how am I going to you know, do my best to prevent something? Well, I'm doing what I can. I'm driving slowly. I'm paying close attention. And so you're, you monitor that through changing your thought process from that what if to, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, um, it's not happening in the moment. And sometimes you say, so what if? And that so is very crucial. That's you imagine the, it happening and imagine yourself dealing with it. Narrowing that focus, right? And bringing it in and being mindful. We'll talk about mindfulness in this hour as well together. So, oh, that's beautiful advice. I love that. Sandra's so great. I got to see you a couple weeks ago when you were in Palm Springs for that conference I was at for the uh, Institute for Functional Medicine. It was so great to see you again. Yes, it was always great <laughs> connecting with you. And I don't and, think I've seen you um, since graduation. Right. So it's been a little while. So it was so great to see you. Well, I want to ask what you do. What are, what's a really quick technique that you do? Because we all have stressors, right? And I want to find out from the expert, like what's something that you did to kind of bring yourself back in other than what you just shared as far as the story of, you know, narrowing your focus and being mindful about right now. Uh, And then I also have some other questions about resources and books that you recommend, shows, um, radio stations, whatever that you listen to that are great resources. So we're going to talk about that and a thought to digest in the next segment. Stay with us. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studios, Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for joining us here on Tate Talks. Myself and my guest, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, CEO and founder of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, a psychologist and expert in the world in healing the mind-body connection and just talking about today how we overcome these stressors and how to really optimize your mental emotional spiritual health so i have a thought to share with you sandra a thought to digest which i share every week on the show this one is a quote from alan cohen and he says there is virtue in work and there is virtue in rest use both and overlook neither. That's great. That's a wonderful quote. uh, And I think it has to do with balance and the importance of maintaining balance. Right. Yeah. Which in all things, right? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to, I was talking about detoxification in the first hour and I was sharing elements of the Renew food plan, which is a functional medicine food plan. And, you know, this detoxifying sugar. And, and I love Uh, in an interview that Dr. Mark Hyman was doing with some other doctors and they asked about sugar and Dr. Mark Hyman said, 
it's a recreational drug. <laughs> it should be considered <laughs> yes. as one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So use it in moderation. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people are are eating sugar and it's just way, way too much. So Yeah. So it's actually yeah. more addictive than heroin. It is. Wild. And it's legal. I have issues with that, by the way, because I'm, you know, I'm a classroom teacher, right? And so I'm actually working with several doctors right now on a project where we're trying to show the school meal nutrition program and how it is contributing to lifelong obesity uh, in kids. And it's really one of the driving factors of obesity in this country and that we need to change it immediately. Um, so that's something that we're working on. But one of the other things uh, that I want to talk about with you is what are some great resources? What are some books that you recommend? I, I love that you mentioned positive psychology in the first segment. That was one of my favorite parts of the FMCA, of the coaching academy, of becoming a student and a health coach, was focusing on positive psychology. I use it as a teacher and as a father and just as a human being, uh, Martin Seligman and the work that positive psychologists are doing. So can you talk a little bit more about positive psychology, what it is, and kind of uh, a little bit about that? Sure. So we tend in the world of psychology to focus on what's wrong. You get a label, a mental health diagnosis, and then what's your treatment going to be? And the idea is that you have a condition. You have something wrong, and typically it's your damage, and we need psychotherapy to talk for years and years about um, your childhood and uh, all the trauma. And what positive psychology does is look at what do we need to thrive? How do we flourish? What are the ingredients for a life that's well-lived? And so we focus on things like having positive emotions, being very engaged in something that takes you away that you love, having uh, relationships that are meaningful, having meaning and purpose in your life, and then uh, some accomplishment, which doesn't have to be a big accomplishment, but um, anything. I got up today and I made my bed and um, I cleaned the kitchen and um, I accomplished that. So we put all those together um, and that is real. Those are the um, pillars of well-being. And we can have them in any way. They vary from one individual to another. Well, how do we get there? Well, we use our strengths, what we call our character strengths. And these are things like hope and gratitude and kindness and love and um, bravery. And so we express those on a day-to-day basis. And some we tend to express more than others, but they tend to be balanced. And uh, what's very exciting is that there's research showing that they are directly implicated in physical physiological well-being, not just mental well-being. But often we have to work to get them into our day. So it's setting an intention to be really aware. What are the elements that I'm going to write into my calendar? And it may uh, seem overwhelming at first, like, but if you make it a habit. So as an example, one of the things that I've will do is I used to just get out of my car and immediately go into uh, the house and start to, you know, I'm I'm often interviewed for podcasts or I have online meetings running the school. And so now I will take, it doesn't matter how long it often is under a minute. I'll just step outside 
and we'll take some deep breaths and we'll just feel the air um, and uh, if it's sunny we'll feel that um, sun and the importance of that early morning light for example if it's in the morning or if it's night I will just stand outside in the dark and I'll look up at the sky and see the stars if there are any and so it, it doesn't have to be a long period of time and then soon it becomes a habit. So throughout the day, you can have these short little bursts. Um, and I like to do them with nature, just being outside. If you can't be outside, you look out a window. If you don't have a window and you're in a windowless uh, room or a, <laughs> yeah. a cubicle at work, you can um, have a picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, have a picture. That is so beautiful. It's such a wealth of knowledge and information and experience. I, I have a question to follow up about when someone can recognize when they need to pause because I think especially in America we just get so caught up in work 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 and we forget to pause but you, what you've done is you've recognized that you've made it a habit and you're sharing that information with us now we're going to talk about mental and emotional resilience and my weekly empty your cup mindfulness stay with us If it's good for your mind and body, it's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate, live in the studios here, Palm Springs, California. Welcome to Tate Talks, where we're here every week talking about your health and wellness, movement, nutrition, mental health, all of these things wrapped up to incorporate and be who you are and what you are. And I'm talking today about the health of your gut. I have some more information to share before I lead into a diet plan by the Functional Medicine uh, Institute for Functional Medicine called the Renew Plan, where they highlight how to heal the gut. So let me talk a little bit more about gut dysbiosis and define what gut dysbiosis is. So dysbiosis is also known as dysbacteriosis. And with gut dysbiosis, it's a condition of having a microbial imbalance on or within the body. You can have this most often in your digestive tract, but anywhere you have an exposed surface where you have bacteria living. So it can happen on your skin, any of the mucosal linings in your mouth, in your ears, uh, the openings of the body. You can have, gut dys you can have um, dysbiosis occurring in these areas. So... Some of the triggers that cause, some of the primary causes of gut dysbiosis are the standard American diet, low in fiber, high in fat, and high in simple carbohydrates. This is what creates this imbalance and feeds certain types of bacteria that actually eat away at the lining, at the protective mucosal lining of your gut, creating these leaky gut, this intestinal permeability. Antibiotics play a major role in destroying healthy bacteria. Now, antibiotics are good for treating pathogenic bacteria, but if you're on heavy doses and courses of antibiotics on a regular basis, you're basically taking a flamethrower to the ecosystem, to the healthy ecosystem of your gut, and you're gonna end up paying the price for that. So you've got to repopulate the gut, and I'll talk about how to do that. Chronic constipation, it's usually associated with dehydration mm -hmm. because you're not 
having that two to three healthy bowel movements a day, which is what you should be having. And this also comes from the fact that we're just not eating enough fiber. Some of the top docs are recommending now over 50 grams of fiber a day, working yourself up to the point where you're having 55 grams of fiber a day. Now, there are many recommendations out there that sit in the 25 to 35 grams of fiber a day, which you'd be in good shape if you did that. Most Americans have a third of that, around 10, 15 at top. And that's just not enough. It really isn't. So careful. Don't go one day 15, next day 55, or you will be constipated for a week. (laughs) You've got to work yourself into that one uh, to where you're having that on a regular basis. But one of the other primary reasons that we have gut dysbiosis and leaky gut and this uh, bacterial dysbiosis is from stress, fear, and anger. These actually create imbalances of the gut microbiome in our body as well. So, and there's a lot of science going into that. We only have a one hour show on this. I don't have time today to get into that, but on future shows for sure. What's interesting is that dysbiosis, it's not a classical infection, but it generally is a subclinical infection. And in one person, it may present as dermatitis on the skin, another person as peripheral neuropathy, where you're losing sensation and feelings in your extremities, your toes and feet and fingers. And another person, it might present as inflammation and arthritis in the joints. Mm -hmm. And these are symptoms of an underlying cause that is almost always gut dysbiosis and leaky gut and some kind of intestinal permeability. So it's a pathogenic response to a non-pathogenic microbe, which is what's happening. And this is happening to a lot of people out there. And another explanation of, of it presenting as something like arthritis or um, dermatitis or eczema on your skin, this is the weakest link in your genetic chain. If you think of your genetic chain, you have some weak links that we call, um, you know, basically you are more prone to certain types of diseases based upon your genetics. You're not destined to have them, but you're prone to have them. So that's considered a weak link in your genetic chain. When you have gut, you know, intestinal permeability and gut dysbiosis, it exposes that weak link and that's where it shows up. And what do we do in Western medicine? We treat the the overlying uh, symptom. We treat the top of the iceberg. We don't get underneath the surface of the water and we don't treat what's causing it, which is the difference with functional medicine. It addresses the root cause and you start healing the gut and you start clearing up a lot of these other things. Not to mention losing some weight, actually, if you, uh, especially if you need that. So one of the food plans, and if you email me, actually, uh, probably the email Jason Tate, or it's jason.tate at ihubradio.com, I'll send you this Renew food plan. It is so incredible. And actually, if you follow me on Facebook, I can send it to you there as well. So the Renew Food Plan is by the Institute for Functional Medicine. It eliminates processed foods. It eliminates dairy, green, and it's gluten-free. It helps reduce inflammation. It helps you identify and reduce food triggers and uh, allergies to certain foods. 
It helps you reduce cravings and food addictions. It helps you to heal the gut with phytonutrients, so plant nutrients and nutraceuticals. It encourages healthy elimination of toxins, and it helps you with detoxifying from sugar. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that look, Alex. <laughs> we all need to. We really I'm okay with do. that. Just don't take we my coffee. We all need to. Uh, I'll just take the sugar away. Just have the coffee. That's all which I have fine. anyway. Yeah. So the Renew Food Plan uh, prescribed by a functional medicine practitioner is therapeutic, short-term approach, and it's followed for a specific amount of time. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for this is the rest of your life type of thing, but it's a great reset and it's a great balance. That's why it's called the Renew Food Plan. I love that reset. Yeah. I, I, I love that because usually people think, oh, I can't keep that up for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. This is a reset. Love it. Right. Give yourself a break mm-hmm. and, and let your body do what it wants to do. It wants to be healthy. It wants to be strong. So it helps you rid the body of the most common foods that cause inflammation. It identifies food allergies, sensitivities, and intolerances, which are different, and I'll talk about what those are, and as well as the triggers that food causes in the body. Eliminating foods that are potentially addictive and have harmful components to them, like sugar. And it provides the body with nutritional support for detoxifying your systems as well. So do you routinely consume and crave fast food, packaged foods, and processed foods with sugar or flour? Do you consume fish or shellfish regularly? Do you regularly eat fruits and vegetables that are not organic? Do you eat fewer than five servings of fruits or vegetables per day? And do you consume lots of animal products every day, including dairy? If you answer yes to any of the above, then the Renew Food Plan will help you and it will help you detox and it will help you heal your gut. Okay, so I'll talk about that. Um, one of the most important aspects of the Renew Food Plan is the emphasis on the consistent intake of foods that help optimize the function of primary organs of elimination and reduce the stimulation of the immune system. The gut needs to work efficiently to provide one to two well-formed bowel movements daily. My mother-in-law says, you're only as healthy as your bowel movements. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of truth to that, by the way. (laughs) Without proper movement of the bowels, fewer toxins are excreted from the body. This is your way to eliminate toxins through your bowel movements. It It really is. And you do notice that you're you're much, you feel much better. My arthritis completely changes with 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 a healthy, yep. It really, it's, it's crazy, but it does. That's the toxin. That's detoxing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of these excreted toxins are processed by the liver and are released through bile. Adequate daily fiber intake, uh, 25 to 35. Try to get yourself up closer to 50 from colorful, phytonutrient-rich, non-starchy vegetables. Also eliminate, help to eliminate uh, endotoxins in your stool. So... It's, it's really, the Renew Food Plan is designed to help support not just the gut, but also your liver, your, your liver, your liver, liver. Your, liver. <laughs> your liver, which is your hub, I hub, of detoxification <laughs> processes. Right here, your liver does a tremendous job. It is your detoxifying organ. Um, and so like when they say, when you're taking prescription medications, don't drink alcohol, you're already taxing your liver right. by taking prescription meds. Uh, where, which is what alcohol does. But what they should also recommend is no sugar. 
when you're taking prescription medications. Because guess what? Fructose, which is a component of sugar, fructose, half mm -hmm. of the sugar sucrose, is more toxic or as toxic to the liver as alcohol. And they have a name for it, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, NAFLD. Wow. You get fatty liver disease from sugar. And it's just as dangerous to the liver. And you can biopsy a liver that is a fatty liver. And you can't really tell whether or not the fatty liver was developed from alcohol consumption or sugar consumption because it's identical. Wow. So, yeah, they need to say uh, on the warning label, <laughs> you know, do not drink alcohol, da, da, da. And that's really just because it impairs you even more. Right. And I think that that warning is really important. But... They also need to say on prescription medications because you're taxing your liver so much with these prescription meds that you need to cut back on your sugar as well. That makes so much sense. Wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> you blow my mind every week. <laughs> so um, the Renew Food Plan helps you to support sugar detox. The, the term detox detoxification is commonly used to refer to the process of withdrawing or detoxifying from recreational or prescription drugs or even from alcohol use. More recently, the meaning's been expanded to include the withdrawal or de detoxification from unhealthy or addictive foods. And sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. So it definitely falls into one of those categories. <laughs> How did we become sugar addicts? Well, Part of the blame lies in the food industry. They're trying to sell more of their product, mm. so they put an addictive component in there that is still considered legal, and yet it's eight times more addictive than crack cocaine. Uh, evidence shows that a clear association between excessive sugar consumption and the risk of obesity, type 2 diabetes, cancer, and heart disease, as well as many other chronic diseases. Do the renew. Do the reset. It's a really great chance for you to balance your body back. And believe it or not, you're going to start tasting foods differently because you're not eating foods that are so hyper palatable with so much sugar in them that you can actually taste all the spices and all the other ingredients too. Wow. Same thing happens when you detox from salt, which salt isn't necessarily considered addictive quite like sugar mm -hmm. um, but you do taste foods differently yeah. when you I cut back no on salt. the salt i use no yeah. salt when i cook yeah and i'm definitely going to do this because we were talking about oh yeah what i'm going to be we were doing. talking about it yeah and i'm going to start i'm going to kick it off with this food plan is awesome i'm excited i'm excited <laughs> i love you i love how you, I love you, you just like blow my mind <laughs> more on this and i'm going to share a recipe from the renew food plan stay with us Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. 
Jason Tate here, live in the studios in Palm Springs, California, with my guest calling in, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. It's almost over. I'm sad. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. This has been so great. Yes. The information that you're sharing is legendary, really. I mean, and I know that you share this all the time with a lot of people, but I really hope that this information gets out to even more people. And I, that kind of leads me into the topic of FMCA, the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Something happened in your life where you said, all right, I, I have this successful career as a psychologist and I'm helping people. I need to do more, right? And so what happened? Where did FMCA come from and, and what is the mission of FMCA? Yeah, so I was turning 65 at the time when my friends, my colleagues, they're retiring. And uh, luckily, I was never somebody who was attracted to playing card games. Bridge was not my thing. It would seem so complicated. Mahjong, Canasta, that was not for me, mainly because I don't like to sit that long. And I thought, oh, that's going to be pretty boring. Um, and I was always loving learning. And I had, for so many years, had training in mind-body medicine, cognitive behavior therapy positive psychology and I had trained in functional medicine, functional nutrition and I had started out before I was a psychologist as a teacher and so I knew the principles of good instruction, how to accommodate all learning needs and I had um, friends and colleagues in the Institute for Functional Medicine in their leadership so IFM Institute for Functional Medicine is a facility, a training program online as well as in person that trains mainly medical doctors or other practitioners, although other people can take their courses, but it's it's primarily for practitioners. And so what I did is I put those principles of functional medicine together with the key strategies and principles to help people change their behavior. And so this excited me. Um, I had no business skills, no marketing background whatsoever. Um, And I was fortunate, though, that I wasn't doing it alone. I had a young associate working for me at the time uh, named Elise Wagner. And and so we loved to brainstorm. And so we thought we would develop this program um, that would be um, training coaches and all of the IFM leadership got on board uh, and I met with them, the IFM leaders in retreats. We developed the curriculum and what's our mission? Our mission is to really train people as health coaches and you can train to be a health coach. You can come from all walks of life. You know, Jason, you're an educator. We have a lot of teachers. We have a lot of people who are career changers. They are just inspired to help others. We have healthcare professionals who want to add to an existing career or go out and become coaches. And this field is exploding. Why? Because we know that right now we have sick care in the world, which has a place if you are having a heart attack. You want to go to the best trauma center and have the best that medicine has to offer. But if you have type 2 diabetes, if you have uh, eczema, other autoimmune conditions, and you just go from doctor to doctor and you're not getting any better and you're fatigued all the time, well, then maybe you need diet and lifestyle changes. But those are what are they're hard to do Uh, you may be starting out like gangbusters and then you fall off the wagon how do you sustain 
also we know that when you have a coach by your side as your personal cheerleader, you're going to do better. And there's a lot of research showing this. Somebody who could be your accountability partner really matters. Somebody who can help you break things down into small, achievable goals. So it's my mission. It's my uh, greatest joy right now, um, other than my family and loved ones, is to see our program affect the lives of, of so many people as it affected you, Jason. Oh, thank you so much. And it does that. It really does. When you think of the magnifying effect, it's similar, like you said, you're a teacher. Uh, you were a teacher before and you are still now a teacher. And I can't even quantify the amount of effect that I could have just on lives from the students in my classroom, them sharing that information with their family, and then this whole trickle effect, right? And it just, you know, expands out from there. So the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, which is found at functionalmedicinecoaching.org or .com? .org. .org, okay. Functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Anyone with an interest, right, like you said, in Mm -hmm. working with others and healing and helping, you can have, you can come from any background. I went through the program. (laughs) I do have a background in science and in biology, and I had a lot of experience in nutrition going into it. I simultaneously did multiple trainings in mind-body medicine with the Centers for Mind-Body Medicine, which helped. But the coaches and the teachers and the instructors and the people from functional medicine coaching that you put together, the team that you assembled, is truly a remarkable group of individuals that even, and and I heard this consistently through the program, people taking it, and I even said this myself in an interview, even if I never shared this information with another soul, it is positively and 100% benefited my own personal life. And it was worth it just for that. So thank you so much for creating the FMCA. And I have Elise on the show next week. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> because <laughs> I was supposed to have her on last week, but our phone, well, the I guess the whole Southwest went out uh, as far as phone services. There was something that went down data-wise. So I had to come up with a, a second hour of the show just on the fly. But Aww. so I have Elise coming onto the show uh, next week. So that'll be fun to hear her story on the show. She's awesome. She has a fabulous story to tell and and great energy. And and I've learned a lot from her. You know, I I really believe in having mentors, and your mentor doesn't have to be somebody older than you. I've learned a lot from people who are, you know, my daughter's age and younger. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, I want to extend a tremendous amount of gratitude, not just for me, but from literally thousands of lives around the world that you have positively impacted from your direct teaching and then also indirectly from those that you've taught and inspired. My students don't even know you, but I know they're grateful for what they're learning because of what I'm sharing with them from what I've learned from you and the people that you've assembled. So I'm practicing my strength of gratitude right now and it feels so good. And just hearing that brings me so much joy and warms my heart. Um, And it's my mission to to spread the word. Well, keep doing it. You're doing the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'll just close the show just by saying again, thank you so much, Sandra. I'll have to have you on a show sometime in the future when some things change. We'll get you back for a reunion. 
next week, we have Elise Wagner, who is a co-founder of the FMCA. She has a tremendous and amazing story, had an autoimmune disease that she overcame, and she's just, like you said, a mentor of yours, somebody to look up to. So I can't wait to have her on the show. Tate Talks is here every Sunday, noon to two Pacific, and we're here to share the wealth and spread information around health and really just inspire you and guide you to a better, healthier life so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. 